0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
2: Yeah, buddy. Our 4G Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, we're about 20 minutes now from the expressway. We'll go commercial-free all the way from 520 to the top of the hour. LA Live's coming up at 540. We'll get you some Micah Parsons audio, the latest on the Rangers, and what Corey Seeger says about his return from that sports hernia injury. Plus, we'll take a look at the Daytona 500 and so much more. All the developing sports stories coming up in 20. Here's Eric Giafalo. With an addition of Football's Finest.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you. Congratulations to Steve Sarkeesian, head doing? coach of the Texas Longhorns. He gets the extension, the contract extension, $74.2 million. And that's not even the coolest part of this thing, man. They gave him some nice little perks and incentives inside of this contract. Which one of these would matter more to you? Now, he made $5.6 million last year. Did Steve. I'm good. Uh, the pay bump should move him up from 30th on the list of top paid coaches in all of the country. It
4: seems low at the University of Texas.
3: I know. He's going to be well in the top five now. Uh, Dabo, Kirby Smart, uh, Ryan Day, all those guys are close to 11 million a year. Should be number one. It's the
2: toughest job in sports. Head coach of the Longhorns? That, yeah. After so many people failed at that. It's just the level of difficulty is cranked to the max. You get a lot of the same problems with the Cowboys, plus a very uh, difficult-to-dissect leadership structure. You know, I, I think it's why Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, you know, even to an extent Mac Brown. Mac Brown made the most of it by being a hell of a glad hander. Yeah, yeah and, he was very he good at smooth things out really, really well from that leadership perspective. But I, I genuinely do believe that's the hardest place to win in America, and what Sark has done there should not be overlooked. I would I would uh, not hesitate to make him the highest paid. If I'm the Longhorns right now, we finally got something that works. This guy's got the unique blend of traits that it takes to continue to win here.
3: Well, um that's quite the endorsement by you, and I do think everything you just said, and then you add on – the highest of expectations yes, in terms of winning exactly. you know yeah, like that's
2: a huge part of it
3: nine wins ain't getting it done here for yeah. much more than a couple of years otherwise we're expecting to do you know college football playoffs and so much more so i totally understand what you're saying from that standpoint but he's going to be making uh, the fatty fatty boomba direct deposits congratulations to him on that he's also now this is where i'm asking you guys and i'd like to think like he sat down strategically with his agent and like like put all of this together for his contract but he's got two cars that that'll be free like so in the contract he gets his he gets his big his big money raise but then he also gets two new cars okay so i'm sure he gets to hand pick whatever that is wifey you get yours i get mine i'd imagine the escalate That'd these are pretty awesome. Top flight. Yeah, if you got a bunch of kids, the Escalade's going to be a big winner right there. If you want to go big pimping on it and hit one of these G-Wagons, you know, like G-wagon, that's the G-wagon. thing. The world is your oyster at this point. Like yeah. when you're Sarkeesian, there is no vehicle that you can't get. The Lexus SUV that's like the like the gx 460 but now it's like the LX something crazy and really? you're like going you're, you're kicking your feet up back there that's what I, I want. mean you might
2: as well have a kitchen you can do a lot of cool stuff back now, there. now what's your daily driver if you're sorry she's gonna get that are you thinking Mercedes sedan are you going a sports car a big truck what do you want
3: yeah that's interesting because you're roaming around a campus here it's gonna be you know everything's a little bit tight I would imagine I can't I also can't imagine that he's got a very long commute yeah, you know I so, think so he's probably got a gas card so he's not worried about that either. Gas yep. is covered. I'm probably I'm probably going to rock with a truck. You know, I'm trying to be comfortable ultimately. I can still be fly, pimping everything, but I want to be comfortable seated up high. I'm the big man on campus. I'm going to drive like it. The at 4 then? Probably okay. going to get the probably going to get a I'm probably going to get a F250 from Platinum. Ford. I'm probably going to call up my guy Adam Binsie and just say Adam, hook it up here. Adam, we need yeah. you. I need it platinum, obviously. I want the the full Moon roof situation going down. I need the bun toasters because it gets cold to- at times. Man, the bun
2: toasters have been a life that's, Yeah, that's mandatory at this point. Oh my the gosh, vehicles. the t-
3: the temperature seats are beautiful. No, I mean if you if. The, the steering wheel as well. If you're in a cold place okay. and you get that heated steering wheel, That's a next level. that edition. feels like one of those things where you never yeah. even consider it, but all of a sudden you get in one of those and you're, you're loving it. With now, what Lambo about the SUV. cooling
2: seats? Yes, the cooling seats.
3: Yes. yes. Well, Got to have the, the cooling seats cooler. as well. See, I've never experienced the cooling seats. The cooling seats Stupid are beautiful, good. bro. In the summertime, when, that, when you get the swamp ass hitting you at a crazy level. And you know me, I, I have a
4: lot of swamp ass problems.
3: I know you do. This would combat Change that. your life. You need to get that in your next contract with Odyssey. That would actually be beneficial to everyone in this building. Odyssey. It'll help Walchuck Swampass if we can just get him one of these cool, cool seat vehicles. Listen to that, management. So he's got two of those, two of whatever vehicles he wants. I, I, I presume a country club membership, which I think is funny because it's like, dude, I'm. So how much golfing are you doing here, Sark? We're just raised your, just raised your just your salary quite a bit. How much golfing are you trying to do? But you can have it. Sure, fine. Country club membership, you golf as much as you want.
2: Probably two rounds per month. Okay. You gotta keep the boosters happy and in on your plan. That's a great point. Oh, so this is the schmoozing. Yes. Yes. That's a great This point. is the salesman. Yeah. If they don't like you, they're gonna raise hell and create distractions and fires inside your department. That also goes along with making it the most difficult job in America. Yep. The yeah. boosters are the problem.
3: Twenty hours of private jet flight time for personal use per year.
4: Oh, just 20 hours per year? Yeah, so I didn't... can't know. take this bad boy to like Sydney, Australia?
3: Initially, when I saw this, I saw just private jet and I'm thinking he's got full full use and it was personal use, so it wasn't just, hey, you can go recruit with it, you can do whatever you want with it, but he's just got 20 hours worth. But
4: that's probably like three or four round trips a year. Yeah. of cool
2: Depending vacations going. With the fam. Either yeah.
3: way, that's pretty strong.
2: I'd, I'd try to move that up to 50 if I was Sark, but I get it.
3: A special one-time payment of 300 grand. I don't know what that means. One day we're just going to surprise you with three hundred thousand extra dollars. That day's going to be fun. Don't worry about it, Sark. We're going to Vegas. Direct deposit, uh, up to twelve tickets for all home games, parking passes, eight tickets for road games, eight tickets for the conference championship game. Just a bunch of different kind of tickets or whatever. Which one of those? And then he's got all sorts of different incentives if he hits different benchmarks and stuff. But that doesn't matter. What? Which of those perks would you would you jump on first? Just Other the ten million dollars. Yeah, other than the salary, is it the, the the two cars? Is it the country club membership? Is it the twenty hours of PJ flight time?
4: I think it might be the PJ flight time.
2: I want the wheelbarrow bur- of cash. You know, just just bring in the three hundred k to me. Okay, that's the At one. one point. Okay, but no direct deposits right
4: now. Just stacking the stacks. You just yeah. surprise
3: me with a with a wheelbarrow full of cash.
4: I open up my front door. Hello, it's just green cash, not pennies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm never gonna deposit that money. I'm never gonna spend that money. I, I'm I got ten mil coming in, but I want to put that somewhere in like my man cave. Just yeah. bricks of money.
4: <laughs> the ultimate that flex. Dude, That'd be dude. Dude. awesome. Yeah. Hey, come check out my room. That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> Glad you asked. Yeah, you can Google it. That's my uh, my signing bonus from 2024. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. got, it, got it on the wall. Yeah, it's only worth like 50 bucks now due to inflation from what happened in the 2020s. But I think it's pretty cool art. <laughs> it is pretty cool art. Uh, it's we, pretty cool art. We, we, you know, Michael Irvin was during during
3: Radio Row. He's he's hanging out with the uh, with KNC masterpiece, talking about the ideal compliment to CD Lamb being Mike Evans. And we talked about the the free agent uh, waters that we'll be swimming in here in the next couple of weeks. Mike Evans is going to be a top flight dude, and uh, if he's available, I'm sure plenty of teams are going to be all over him. The Cowboys will not be, but I did just want to look up and Says just see you. what the what the deal is on where the Cowboys stand with their wide receivers, the open rating. You know, like how how often is your guy open here for uh, for the Cowboys? CD Lamb, of course. Sitting nicely at number two. Wow, machine, CD, very much so open. Now this is out of one hundred and nine wide receivers. CD it's Lamb, a pretty small sample size. CD Lamb, the best, uh, second best, excuse me, at getting open. Then the next best guy at getting open on your Dallas Cowboys as Jake a wide receiver, Ferguson, just as a wide receiver. Damn Sorry, it. I don't have the 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 Ferguson metrics. I could pull them up here in a little bit, though. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Okay, that makes sense. But out of 109 wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb's number two, where would you expect Cooks to to land? Eighty. Thirty-seven. Seventy-four. Damn it. So there there's there's a drop off, number two to then number seventy four. Now was Michael Gallup 109? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the biggest surprise is that Michael Gallup's actually 103 out of 109. Okay. So he wasn't dead balls hey. last. Our guy's moving up. He is. He is. Because last year he was 122 out of 131 uh, back in 2022. Uh, and then Jalen Tolbert is 100th in open rating uh, out of 109. So, yeah. I mean, we need I, receivers. I, don't, I don't think anybody expects Gallup to remain. Like, he will be that post-June 1st cut that uh, opens up. You know, a nice amount of space there. Tolbert's just going to be around, but he shouldn't be your number three wide receiver. So you got to go on the hunt for a number three that maybe can, can morph into a number two as this is going to be Brandon Cook's final
2: year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gallup's like your barometer, I think, is a fan. If they keep him because people like him, then you will know it's the same old cowboys. A lot of people like him, too. He's a great guy. Great teammate. It's just sad. That He's a great dude. Oh, I- awesome. I've loved any time we've gone
4: to talk to him. But, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. he just hasn't been the same player. Okay, I have some sound
3: that I want to play for you uh, from the hockey world that we'll get to here in a moment as we pivot from football's finest. But uh, this is a quote from Rick Pitino. Now, this is this is this is the maker of we remember a few weeks ago where he talked about how losing made him literally want to kill himself.
4: And I know that this is not a ball sacking because I heard the audio.
3: Yeah, that is that is real. I've seen the
4: visuals. He has said this from his own mouth.
3: <laughs> well, now we have his uh, his squad. Not playing, not playing good basketball. It's been a tough year, uh, Saint John's, and so over the weekend they're up and they end up blowing a lead and they lose the game, and so he ends up taking to the microphone and he, the quotes from this are pretty phenomenal. He he describes it as the most unenjoyable time of his career doing what he's doing right now he says we are so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling for me i've always enjoyed the first year because this is his first year at a new program he's saying usually first year's fun he's like and i'm not gonna lie to you this is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime this has been so disappointing brutally honest oh my gosh man uh the line of we are so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling is a great way to open up a press conference and then to immediately get to identifying as this being the most unenjoyable experience of his lifetime rick patino man like somebody brought
4: up like followed up his boston celtics tenure which i don't think went very well but he said he even enjoyed that even though it was miserable But he had fun. I know he enjoyed
2: the honesty that you get from this guy every now and then. He's an absolute gem. I wish his programs were more successful so we could get more of him. Um, But, yeah, because he realizes, I I can't make anything happen with these players. I'm just killing time. There's no hope. You know, we need a recruiting class to bring talent in here that they can actually... You know, line up across uh, from from some great athletes. It's becoming more and more difficult in all levels of basketball to play one on one defense. Though you cannot touch the the damn ball handler anymore at all, especially in the NBA. But uh, even college is coming along with that. And I, I, I think it's just it's more important than ever to teach team defense. And that's what that's what Patino should be should be emphasizing. I mean, hell, with that short three point line in college basketball, you shouldn't let anybody in the paint. How can he not close that off?
3: And it's just like, dude, why? It's, you're 71 years old. Have you not done enough here? Why are you? Why are you? Yeah. Why are you suffering through this? You yeah. can you can go kick your feet up somewhere. You don't you don't have to you don't have to suffer through unathletic defenders that can't defend without fouling. You don't have to be in the most unenjoyable time of your life right now at 71. Why don't you go enjoy something? Uh, and then finally, let's get to uh, some sound from from the hockey world. Yeah. This was this was pretty fun over the weekend. You had Yarmir Yager giving his jersey retirement speech uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and this dude this dude is as legendary as it gets. Fifty two years old, still getting it done. Like he he played. We we marvel at Brady, but this dude played forever and he gets the jersey retirement uh, situation going down he's at the microphone he's on the ice this is over the weekend and i believe this is this is quite the flex and one of the greatest moments in delivered addresses take it away mr yager
5: Hello guys
1: i want to say thanks to dominica my girlfriend uh, she's too young to remember i played in pittsburgh but i
4: <laughs> wow I- he's right
1: But I told her all the stories, so don't worry about
4: it. (laughs) No more about it. He's
3: 52 years old. She's 25 years old.
4: Absolute rocket, standing like 10 feet from him as he says this. And he is still playing. He's playing in the Czech Professional Ice Hockey League at 52 years old. It's unreal. It really is. He's
2: he's one of the great divas in any sport era. Um, But the thing that about his reputation back in the day was that he was soft which is incredible that he's made it to 52 and playing at a high level but throughout his 20s and 30s uh he would he would sit out you know, and in hockey, that was a big no-no. Yes. You know, and he'd be sitting out playoff games and stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, so people really question his toughness and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, so to make it to 52 years old, quite an accomplishment for any athlete indeed. And his talent unquestioned, you know, as talented as anybody that would ever played the game. And apparently his Riz. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're coming back with the Expressway. We'll take you commercial-free to the top. Have Micah Parsons audio, what he told Jerry Jones. And we'll take a look at the top headlines, including Rangers, an update on when Corey Seager might be able to return. That's coming up next right here. The Gbag Nation on 105.3 The Fan.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So
2: Yeah, buddy, let's rock. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3. The fan will get you some Micah Parsons cuts here in, I don't know, about 10 minutes or so. Let's take a look at everything that's been developing throughout your broadcast day. and uh, We will start with the Stars, who lost, unfortunately. Right as we were going on air, they were in the third period. <clears throat> and uh, they were up 3-2 to with about two minutes to go. Gave up the equalizer, and then they end up losing 4-3 to the Bruins uh, in a shootout. Uh, so, you know, not, not empty handed, but definitely a, a big kick. You could have had an awesome win there on the road against a great team. They'll be back at it tomorrow as well. I don't think they're going to be back home for a week or so. So they're out there on the road and, 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 looking to prove some things. Micah Parsons responding to tanks comments about being tired. We'll get to that. Um, yesterday we did not have the Daytona 500. The Daytona 500 is today and we are tracking that, uh, for you at, The thing that sticks out to me, I I used to love uh, keeping up with the NASCAR stuff and been to a couple of races around the country, been to a dozen or, or more at, at Texas Motor Speedway. This thing has turned over so quickly with this generation of new drivers. I don't recognize half of the field. Mm. I used to know all of the field except for the uh, start and park drivers who are there just to get a check from their sponsors and, and call it a night. So that it's, it, it is kind of crazy how quick things are moving, but maybe we'll get a winner before the end of the show and, and we'll keep you updated on that situation. Corey Seeger stuff in just a second, guys. Though so I wanted to give you an update yesterday turned 48 nearly did a pull up okay oh, dude hell yeah getting dang close i i think i could be within 10 days maybe if i can drop like two more pounds and get a couple of more workouts in but yeah i was i was about to teeth and i just couldn't finish i just don't have that that final you know yeah. i got the uh, but I need that final heave that, there. That
3: final. That final. That, uh those last couple of inches, man. I think maybe you maybe you get up and you start and you hold it there. Okay. You know, do some holds with your chin above it. Okay. And maybe that could help activate a little something. Now, what's the easier grip? Because I've been going, I've been going palms out. Yeah, I think palms out. I think is actually more difficult than okay. than the reverse. All right, because okay. you're getting a lot more bicep help when you reverse it. Okay. So And you got those biceps that are just like Anolis oh, Garcia style. Oh, my goodness. Freaking pythons. I
2: was so embarrassed the other day. You know, usually I wear hoodies. It's been uh-huh. the winter. I hadn't seen my arms like outside of a T-shirt in the longest time. I was like, oh, my goodness, we got to do something about this. <laughs> you know, I thought <laughs> I thought when I got close to a pull-up, I would have at least some sort of lines or vascularity in there. No, it's, nothing, it's, huh? it's old man nerd arms still. So that's a whole nother deal. But if I can get a pull-up in with these old man nerd arms, I mean, shoot, I might just ride this out for another six to nine months and see where we go. Dude, that's a win. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you, old Chuck. You know, you'll, uh, you'll cross these waters uh, soon enough. I doubt that. Okay. The pull-up waters?
0: <laughs>
4: oh, well, I don't know about that.
2: I don't know about that. I'm not um, putting that work in, man. But, you know, getting into your 40s, it's different, and it's humbling. And maybe this is my midlife crisis. You know, at least I'm not having an affair and buying an $80,000 sports car. That's true. It could be worse. You know, I'm just trying to yeah. do a pull-up. To no, prove you're you're too past far. those days. <laughs> I uh, I was chatting past with my guy, days. Mac Angle, though. Mac Angle, Star Telegram columnist. He was the inspiration for because I believe he did this at 50. A pull-up? Oh, hell yeah, uh, No, he got 10 in. He, oh. got, he got 10 pull-ups at 50. He's a marathon guy. He's been a fitness guy. So, salute to Mac. He's got
3: to be on some PEDs with the hair. The yeah, jawline. A fantastic. Ten yeah. pull-ups
2: at fifty. He said he had some sort of a torn bicep situation, and he he's he's out of shape right now. I said, "You still have the good hair, brother. You know, yeah, look that's, on the bright side. That's a nice thing to fall back on." Corey Seager um, is an absolute stud. He needs nothing to fall back on because he's dominating his his space. He's asked about when he can return uh, from the sports hernia, and he said, "I truly try not to know." He will be three weeks post op tomorrow. Said ahead of the Rangers' first workout, he said, It makes it easier if they give me a specific day, then I'm like 100% going to be ready on that day. And if I'm not, then I'm going to be aggravated. When they can tell me I can do something, then I'm going to try to do it the best I can. I mean, I'm antsy right now. Sounds like you might have a little bit of impatience going on for him. And uh, so he likes to actually not know when the goal is. So. It's just like, yeah, put in work and we'll let you know when you're ready. Since Seeger will not read this, writes Evan Grant, we're comfortable listing the typical timeline for sports hernia surgery recovery, which can be anywhere from 6 to 12 weeks. Opening day is March 28th, which uh, is eight weeks out from the surgery. So it might be until, what, the end of April? We have to prepare ourselves for that likelihood and – you know, Wolchuck, Chuck, I know last year they did uh, decent with having him out, but this year the level of difficulty increasing with all, all the pitchers they have out already. Well, you had
4: Ezekiel Duran who got really hot for you. So you're going to need to have, uh, you know, Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, guys like Matt Duffy, maybe a Jonathan Ronellis ends up looking really good out there in the spring. But yeah, you got to hope that he's ready to go as close to opening day as possible. But uh, luckily you do have Ezekiel Duran.
2: Yeah, no doubt, dude. What an absolute blessing. Yeah. And whether you need him at one of those infield spots or an outfield spot or or DH or maybe even as a trade chip, Ezekiel Durant is a very good player. And it was just amazing that they got so good by the end of the year that he didn't play much in the postseason run. Two one four says the Corvette is not a midlife crisis. You don't realize it till you get to the age, but that you have to you have a small window to where your kids are gone and you don't have grandkids yet, and you just got to worry about driving your own butt around uh, nobody else. That's why you could have the two seater for that window. Okay, makes some sense. So you know maybe there maybe there are are some non midlife crisis uh, middle aged Corvette people out there. I get it. That sounds fun. Okay, uh, just embrace dad bod, Gavin. Women like that. I don't think so. Two one four. Okay. I think they say they like that. Uh, so, you know, you're more domesticated. You're less of a threat uh, to, to maybe, you know, find, find something else out there, you know? And, and, and maybe we shouldn't be insecure. Maybe we should be more trusting, but I think that's what that is. I'm calling BS on you, ladies. You know, you don't like the dad bod that much. Now, maybe if it's flipping George Clooney, you're like, oh, you look great. Right. right. You know? But that's really like the money and the handsome face talking more than the dad bod. Get out of here with that crap.
3: No, you're 100 percent right. I I think that's a that's a great way to put it. Where like they they don't want you to go out and be great, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden, now you're putting the pressure on them to maintain extreme high levels of physical physique. If yeah. you're going to be great physical physique guy in a relationship, you know. So I think they they want that happy comfort. They're cool with that that six and a half. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll take the six and a half because if they get the eight and a half to nine and a half guy, all of a sudden yeah. he's he's purring over the bushes.
2: Yeah, or maybe maybe the the neighbors are purring over the bushes, at, you know, at him. There you go. Oh you know? yeah, I think it's playing defense a little bit. That They'd Bob much rather fly. have a six and a half that they know is staying home, isn't out there on the prowl. You start looking good, and they and they start wondering, you know, where were what's, you this, what's this guy doing? Yeah. Now, now, luckily for me, I already outkicked my coverage. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, uh, drag home anything better than what I already got. You know, if I just want to state it bluntly.
3: Hey, congrats to you on that.
2: Yeah, thanks. Victory. Uh, Shohei Ohtani hit a towering home run in his first batting practice against live pitching since he underwent reconstructive elbow surgery. I just said not three and a half hours ago that Ohtani wasn't a shoe-in to make his first spring training game, but he's out there hitting Bombskis in BP. Another step toward him playing in the Dodgers' season opening series against the Padres in Seoul. Facing Dodgers reliever uh, on Monday, Ohtani unloaded on a fastball, sent it over the right center field fence. Huge crowd of the Dodgers, Camelback Ranch facility, typically the largest in the Cactus League, but even bigger with the 1000000000 billion-plus the Dodgers spent to sign Otani and right-hander uh, Yamamoto, who uh, there uh, were there mostly for Otani, though. So that's going to be a huge storyline, and I think it's great for the Rangers because you have this iconic team now and all the money thrown at this. They're getting all the attention in the world. If you can beat them, that plants your flag even more. Winning one World Series was great, and it was awesome, but you beat Arizona, which nobody cares about. Go beat the the Dodgers. Beat Otani, and it will be a yeah, sports but- story that will reverberate and could instantly make you a dynasty with just two championships and back-to-back years. Okay, we got the kind of player you need to avoid. Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon says baseball has <laughs> never been a top priority for him and that he plays the sport to make a living. Made his uh, point of remarks Monday as the Angels position players reported a spring training camp. The injury-plagued former All-Star said the enthusiasm for baseball has remained the same throughout his career before being asked whether his perspective on the game has changed. It's never been a priority, he said. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before the job. So if those things come before, then I will be leaving. Okay, perhaps a healthy perspective, but I, I think when you're out there looking for players to give $200 million to, you want to make sure you ask all the players the question. Do you look at this sport like Anthony Rendon? And if the answer is yes, then it's probably not a good investment. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you.
3: Yeah, man. Thank God the Rangers dodged this bullet. I think they had a, a pretty good understanding of what they were dealing with with this with this guy not not much caring. And nobody's going to be upset at you for having family and faith ahead of your sport. But you can at least talk about your sport like it's, you know, it's close. It's up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I care about it quite a bit. He's, like, going out of his way to let you know, like, I really don't care and I
2: haven't cared.
3: Yeah. But once thank, you get the
2: bag, you can do that.
3: But I got Scott Boris and he got me the
6: bag.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like talking about the difference of in and out and Whataburger. And I talk about how great the in and out burger is all the time, you know? And I, I say I'm passionate about this burger. It's a 9.9 out of 10. What a Burger's the 10, you know? So, you'd be like, go on and on and on about how you love that they use fresh beef and you actually like the buns and the cheese and the ketchup and all that is great. And you even put up with the fries. The milkshake's amazing. You know, you got to talk about how much you love it and then say, now I'll do respect. My faith and family are a little bit more important. I think anybody can respect that. You yes. know, when it comes down to it, this is generational, this is eternal, right? And And what my kids think of me is more important than you. No disrespect. You know, no disrespect. I love baseball. Yeah. You know, just gave 110% again. You know, I I, I freaking love this thing. So you start talking like that and, and people start connecting. Oh man, he just played hard enough to get the super bag. And then he, and then he got that. He put his feet up and said, whew. All right, cool. Now I don't have to work anything at this thing I barely like. All good. Okay, Micah Parsons uh, has the Cowboys fans up in arms again. I don't know where this story resolves itself. Some people are calling for a silencing of Micah. Maybe this is some of the truth and, and, and the conversations the Cowboys need to be having if they want to change their culture. Either way, he was talking about the off season and reacted to what Demarcus Lawrence had to say with the fatigue.
5: Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you said it to someone else, you know what I'm saying. One on one, you know what I'm saying. Cameras off. Sure, be my guest. But when I feel like once that regular season ends and they get in the playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like. We need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about, where I where I wanna dive into the players that we gotta change. Like, it it, it should never, you should never go into a game like I'm tired, like I'm ready, to, like I'm ready to go home. Cause that's exactly gonna happen, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week like, man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like, that's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like, that, I would like, that's just something like I don't agree with at all. Like. Regular season? all right, yeah, I'm tired. Like I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't I wouldn't I would never say I'm tired or I I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way.
2: Yeah, you know, and and hearing this for a second time, maybe Tank was right. I know no none of the players want to hear this, you know? But Tank's been around a long time. He knows what tired players look like. He knows what tired teams look like. The team definitely looked tired. For me, I more look at the mistake Dan Quinn made with the scheme and taking a big risk, not playing what you're good at, but thinking this team's going to get the best of us if we don't change what we're doing significantly. But the bottom line is there is a lot of ideas about how to fix this thing. It could be coming to a head, and that might be exactly what you need, maybe an OTAs, maybe an Oxnard and training camp to get all your defensive leaders together in the same room and try to hash this thing out, get everybody on the same page. Well, if you so, do all of their defensive leaders right now, it just be an empty room. Oh, yeah, because I don't yeah. think there is one. Maybe your best players on defense and, yeah. and, and talk about how we can you know, optimize this thing to, to give ourselves the best chance possible. Because right now it seems like it might be a little bit fragmented. We might be pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just a good arguing can, can get it all out. And you're, you're able to see others' perspective easier once you're face-to-face. But it's been, uh, what, a month now? Of them, of them talking about this and, and probably stewing about this for six weeks, a month and a half. Here he is, um, second cut, taking accountability for the Green Bay game. Here's more from Micah Parsons.
5: What, what people are failing to realize, and this is where accountability, culture, leadership all takes place is, there has to be a point in time when Dak does throw a pick in a crucial moment, same way Pat did. Okay. And I got to say, yo, four, don't stress it. I got you. We're going to get a stop right here. You just need to come back like how I know you can so come So y'all back.
6: haven't been able to do that? I wasn't able to do that against San Francisco back-to-back years? You weren't able to do that against Green Bay? Are you kidding me? San Fran. Are
5: San... you kidding me? Okay, San Fran game, you can say we could have won that game. We held them to 13 or 19 points, something like that. That That's great work, right? But Green Bay game, we could have done better. That's accountability. Okay. I'll never just say, like, no. I felt like when he threw that pick, we should have held him to three and we should have got off the field. Okay. But what? Dak didn't make uh, D Law jump off sides on third and five on that first That's goal true. trip. That's true. Dak didn't make Deron Bland do hands in the face. What got him the first down? I think was third and long. Right. Everything was going to point back to that point when Dak threw the pick, but Dak shouldn't even been to a 7 0 start. That's what people feel like accountability across the board. Like if we, if we, if we get that stop, right, how we did. If you watch the first three, four plays, we were shutting them down. If they punt that ball, and that changed the whole momentum of the game. Changed the whole on On third and long, Dak wasn't third and, what is it, third and 12 and give up a first down to keep the drive going. Was that Dak Prescott? If they punt that ball, it gives up the whole difference of the game. That's why I don't agree that it was just Dak Prescott. I know we could have done things differently defensively.
2: The Seahawks felt like Russell Wilson wasn't held accountable, you know, and it was always like, okay, we're going to make mistakes and then be like, okay, it's fine. Let's just move on. Let's trust the process. Do your job. Right. Let's stay positive. And there are a lot of people in sports that believe you can't improve unless somebody says that was my bad. It won't happen again. Boy, I was just horrible out there, guys, you know, and I I don't know. I, I don't know what the truth is. You know, But I I do like, the more I hear Micah Parsons talking about everybody needs to be held accountable, I do believe his heart's in the right place. I wonder if he and Demarcus Lawrence are heading for a face-to-face conversation because Tank took shots at him in that ESPN interview when we were on Radio Row talking about they did the right things running away from me running at Micah Parsons. There's Micah Parsons returning fire with just a little bit of a side shot. You know, nobody made Tank jump off sides on third and five. You know, these are the kinds of things that typically athletes do not talk about in interviews about their teammates. They take accountability for their own mistakes and say we could all do better at most. Right.
4: And I think that's where there's probably an issue uh, maybe with people in that locker room because is he wrong? No, he's absolutely right with how that game started. But in any of that, was there a me on this play? I didn't do X, Y, Z. There was
2: not. That's a great point. Be interesting. We'll continue to track this story as the offseason goes on. The Expressway is brought to you by the on-time experts. It is time now for LA Live. In the pimp cup we go. Here's Lucius Alexander.
1: Let's get into a President's Day Monday edition of LA Live right after the great Rick James.
0: <coughs>
1: well, all right, you swear. time to smoke. Fire up the of that It'll make you dance some of everything. Everybody get hot. Hello, 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 hello. Hold it, hold it, hold
5: it, hold it, hold it, Hello, Anthony. S-O-S-D-D Get this over with. Put us out our misery.
1: LA Live for February 19th, 2024. It is a President's Day Monday here in LA Live. My friend, favorite president, Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, it is. Teddy, Oh, Teddy right right there. Uh, Shout out to the Tolos. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with us during LA Live. And I appreciate that. We do. Also, if you want to get your third eye poked, Google six grandfathers on President's Day. Google 6 Grandfathers. Only if you want to get your uh-oh, third eye uh-oh. poked. Uh-oh. Only if you want to get your third eye pulled. Oh, no, I don't know. LA Live is sponsored by Kissable Dental and their no-bill guarantee. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. Wow. Let's see what I got for you boys. All right, let's get started. Uh, G-Bag of the Day. We do it every weekday here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit your boy up. Lucky Locious P on social media. Uh, I'm backlogged on there, so I'll get to you. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't touch my phone at one time this weekend. Pretty sure people are upset with me, but hey, yeah, it was for me. It's my weekend. Uh Lucius Alexander on Facebook or follow us all at Gbag Nation on Twitter, right there you can our names are in the bios, you can click that, follow Gbag Nation, you'll be linked up, bro. All right, our uh, our champion right here is former coach, former women's basketball coach and former women's basketball great, Carolyn Peck. Ah! She was on a call for the LSU and Vanderbilt game. She played for Vanderbilt. But uh, she was talking about her team right here. Pay attention.
6: As a coach, I say, bench, stay in this ballgame. Stay excited. Stay enthusiastic. Pull your team through. I don't care if the officials are telling you to sit down.
2: Man, when I heard it twice this morning, I thought she, I thought she said the full word. It wasn't until Lucius assured me that she was saying bench. I just thought she had such a great personal relationship with her players. You <laughs> know, yeah. they'll call each other b words back and forth with their buddies. I don't
1: know if the, the mouse <laughs> are like that though. No,
2: no, no.
6: As a coach, I say, bitch, stay
1: in this ball game." Stay.
2: <laughs> I thought she was just following the trend that Gus Johnson established last week. You know, we're just bringing oh, a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. of the broadcast. Gus
1: got a little too loose. Uh, <laughs> Gus, <laughs> got, Gus he got, he got, got a little, little too loose, man. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, L.A. Live 105.3, the fan, NBA All-Star reactions. Uh, we talked about it a little earlier, but what was your favorite moments from the NBA All-Star, fellas? Favorite moments?
3: I, I think the best was, was Steph versus Sabrina. Yeah, I agree. I think Agreed. that was the most fun.
2: I yeah. agree. I 100% agree. The, I mean, you know, I'm the, such a I'm such a Lillard guy that the half-court shots I, in the real cool. game. Yeah. And he had some competition. My man yeah. stepped up
4: during the competition every single time and smoked him, man. Yeah, 26 was the number. Back
2: 26 back. was the number on hey, Saturday. First dude to ever win the three-point contest and MVP. I like that. Yes, first since Jordan to win a skills thing, either three dunk mm-hmm. or the actual skills, and then win MVP. Pretty, Pretty cool. Like 87 or something.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of that right there. Plus, you know, I'm a man. That's what he said. I'm a man right now. I'm going through things. You know what I'm saying? I'm going through divorce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It was a great quote. I've never identified with an athlete more
3: yeah. in my life. It's like, dude, I got a lot of stuff in my got mind. I wish I could just say I'm showing up and just not thinking about anything but basketball when I'm on the court, but I got kids, a divorce. I just moved.
2: This sucks. Got a lot going on, bro. Wife, wife left for best friend. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. Oh, there's Jeez. just a little too much of
1: that. Just yeah. one's too much of that. You were never there. You yeah. know that is a terrorist. She's a terrorist. Yes, yeah. not the best friend. You can go anywhere in the world. Not my best friend, lady. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I introduce you to this guy. He come over to the house or something like that, and y'all at the the table talking while I go put on my shoes. I'm like, hey, why are you talking like that? Yeah,
2: that's trying to close and whispering. Mm. Just good friends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, baby,
1: you. Hold on. Let me get this together because it is a president's day. Ugh. All right. So uh, do you like the LED courts?
2: Yeah. Me too. I it's kind of weird with the shoes, and I heard there's a little uh, issue with the performance, but I think they can find detail that thing. It looks great when they just have it looking like a regular court.
1: I like when somebody's on fire and all the flames are all across the court. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like how they can keep up with your stats. Yeah. Uh they even know the miles that you ran out there. They threw that in the stats. Yeah, the yeah. tracking. Yeah, that's awesome.
3: The capabilities are pretty on point. And then they flip it like Jalen Brown does a dunk or whatever, and then they make it immediately like it was the yes. Boston Gardens yeah. and made it the Celtics court. Like they just in the snap of a finger you feel like you're at the Celtics like game right now. It was pretty cool.
1: The advertising was cool. Did you see the advertising? How they showed like I think it was a carnival cruise or something like that. Yeah. Can't remember yeah. which don't give me the line, but it was somebody. It was so beautiful. What a, it's a light show.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's what the advertisers have to love because it's it's on screen. Yes. You don't have to do anything else. Oh, yeah, Possibly really a money-making roller. machine here. It sure it's is.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Draymond Green was broadcasting with the NBA on TNT crew. Is he going to have a job with these guys soon? Yeah, probably. Because, man, the chemistry was amazing. People like the chemistry between him and Charles Barkley. Which they're kind of like the same guy in a sense Yeah he's, had, he,
3: he's probably the Chuck replacement As yeah. Chuck's always alluding to like Not wanting to age on television He'll be out of there in a few years Green will probably replace him I would imagine
1: Yeah let's just see these guys Have a little fun right here How much you pay for this suit? Probably
5: about a thousand dollars It looked like it <laughs> hey, Okay Hey you know what's funny about that You know who was asking about you the other day Who's that?
4: Nobody <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little fun.
4: Man, Chuck's got it. Good returns, man. That's a good one-liner right there.
2: Dang, I just learned that 1000 bucks for a suit is low. Whoa. I'm just going to stay out of the suit game. Think. Dude. I'm not jumping in. Yeah, yeah, they're expensive.
1: You only get like one or two in a lifetime sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see why. Yeah, there's uh, some more of them taking shots at each other.
5: It's been great working with y'all. Two legends. Thank you. I enjoyed it, brother. Taylor, I
1: always watch you from a distance. It's been a pleasure to work with you, Dre. You're a hell of a player. Good luck in the play in. Good luck in the play in. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) That
5: is crazy right now. (laughs) (laughs) You are not acting like that. Here, Chuck, take my (laughs) ring.
4: (laughs) <laughs> That's good.
1: Take my ring. Great chemistry. That, that, is, of
4: that is fantastic. Yeah, good chemistry. luck. That's
1: the right there. Charles even has some jokes about Giannis's, uh the Greek freak's brother. Oh, no, I got to oh, save yeah. that for another Costas? time. Thinassus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he's a two. Him having his, uh his, he's a package deal in a sense. Yeah. Great job security. Uh, but I'm not going to get into that right now. No, no, no. We're going to go talk about this right here. How'd you like the dunk contest?
2: You know, I kind of said my piece earlier. I think I annoyed some people, but, you know, I I want stars in the game. I want all the name recognition. It, Dwight Howard and Aaron Gordon will work. That level and up. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I think it's cool what some of these guys can do coming up with creativity, but I find the three-point competition to be the most legitimate and, and like, engaging competition to watch. So
4: if, what do they need to do to restore the feeling
2: in the dunk your, contest? You
4: need your actual stars to all participate all and try. All I mean, it, it, I mean, because you know, back some, in the
1: days, you did have all the stars, but you also had some regular guys dunking yeah, in too. I'd say sure. two
4: or three every year. All right, and like credit Jalen Brown, he tried. He, he was good out there, in my opinion. You know, he just didn't good out a there. Good good some of the other guys. Other
3: than the five foot YouTuber in the lawn chair. Yeah, was, I mean, jumping over him. Well, that, I, mean, I just watched
1: the Yaquas jump over Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I mean that would have been awesome at the L.A. Fitness or something like that, or <laughs> outside in the front yard. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> or, or oh. if the 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 opening proceedings weren't Shaq getting jumped over, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't
1: follow up that with a lawn chair. He goes last. Uh, let's see what I got. All right, well Stephen A. Smith, he blames LeBron James for killing the dunk contest. Tell me if Stephen A. Smith is reaching a preacher right here, fellas. LeBron James is directly responsible
6: for ruining the slam
0: dunk contest. Oh, are you serious?
6: Yes, he is. Thank you. Yes, he is. I'm not
0: finished. I'm not finished,
6: finished, and I'm not laughing. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) The slam dunk contest. I got the stat here, Shannon, because when we're talking about the slam dunk contest from 1985 to 1997, Five of the 13 slam dunk contests were won by future Hall of Famers Jordan twice, Dominique Wilkins twice, Kobe once. Michael Jordan participated in the contest three times. Dominique Wilkins, five times. Every, Every high jumper, every Skywalker, every above the rim talent salivated for the opportunity to compete in the slam dunk contest. It stopped when LeBron James said, I'm not doing it. And from that point forward, the stars who followed didn't feel compelled to prioritize a slam dunk contest. The tradition that was set by others preceding LeBron James. We watched LeBron James, and did you know what he did, Shannon, to rub it in, to rub it in? He'd do it on the layup lines before games.
1: <laughs> Is LeBron James the reason why we are not having great NBA dunk contests during All-Star Weekend? Is Stephen A. Smith reaching or preaching right
2: here, fellas? I think he's more a symptom than the cause. Yeah, you know, right. I think he just also was amongst the stars who were like, man, uh, they're really not paying us a lot to do this. If I don't beat this jobber, maybe it'll cost me reputation points. You're going to have to write a check if you want me in this event. And I I think he's probably right. I I look at this as more of a league and sponsor responsibility to get it fixed than putting the responsibility on the player.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's, that's probably a big factor but I think ultimately it's preaching because I mean what are you saying the rest of these people don't have minds of their own to where if they want if if another superstar says I want to do the dunk contest I'm not going to do it because LeBron didn't do it so he sent the president that no I'm not I don't have to do it now I mean maybe maybe if LeBron had have done it you'd have other stars follow suit and continue it to Stephen A's point but it's just like man if somebody else wants to do it bad enough why are they doing it just because LeBron isn't Mm -hmm. so it's a reach I think ultimately I'd go reach
3: yeah, I, I could, I definitely can see both sides on this one. Um, on both sides, I can see both sides. <laughs> but I will, I, I will, I will go more towards preaching here because I do think that. I mean, I don't think LeBron went around and was telling everybody, "Hey, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." It is on them, as you mentioned. If they yeah. wanted to do it, but they could have done it. Person? But he opened the door. I think if LeBron is doing it, then all of the other guys are going to follow suit and continue to do it. So he definitely had a hand. I don't think he's directly the singular reason, but he is he is a large part of the pie here as you divvy it up. So I will ultimately go preach in there for Steven.
1: You think LeBron is like a finesse dunker? He's more like a... Yeah. He's come
2: through. Pause. I do I do think he's more linear as an athlete. He's more straight line yeah. than... Uh, and a, then I a, something yeah all the, yeah, the a and like and a tricks. super spinner yeah I don't think he's like gonna go behind the back and all that maybe he just knew that it wasn't really in his bag to dominate that event
1: did he now is this a true or not was there actually footage of him at a basketball camp getting dunked on and he had it deleted from the internet or somebody <laughs> stepped know, on I, it and burned it I heard this like
4: I do remember years that. ago bro yeah. I, I, could see, I could see, I see that being true. That seems like a LeBron hate. petty oh, no. thing to do.
1: No, it could be some hate. LA Live one hundred five three to fan NBA All Star reactions. Let's go to Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, sweet lady. Did you see his uh, All Star suit? No. suit? he wear the All Star. Let me Google this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just Lucas. It looked like he killed Cookie Monster to put that on. <laughs> To so make that happen, bro, they killed Cookie Monster for real. But that's not the subject mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Cookie. Uh, well, the subject why
2: that flower pattern that's hitting a little bit. That's the one I'm seeing. Okay, well, you got. Oh watch. no, this was three drafts ago.
1: Sorry. No, you got to watch this one's like blue Cookie Monster stuff, just hanging from his suit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this bro. is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Here. It needs to be stopped.
3: <laughs> he's got fur, blue fur, wrapped around his bicep, yeah. and it's, he's wearing like a suit. This That's is pretty hilarious. Oh my
2: goodness.
1: Yeah, Jim Hansen chic. Is that a skirt? <laughs> it's ridiculous.
2: Is that a? Is that? It's a, just like a like it's a trench a coat kind of oh, deal. Okay, that, okay. Yeah, they look like one of those those skirts that maybe a Middle Eastern dude would be wearing. That is quite uh, it's quite fashiony. That's ridiculous. It needs to be stopped. You must be buddies with a designer or something. Some ho- yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Oh, you'll you be killing them with this one. Ain't <laughs> nobody ever got this. Yeah, yeah, for a reason. It'll be a for one a one reason, one. bro.
1: <laughs> I paid so much, I can't not wear it. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the sh- subject here. The subject is Tyrese Halliburton has two voices. Two voices here. I want you to check this out. Carl Anthony Towns get ca- gets called out for this sometimes. He has two voices too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wish was- I would have known that. I would have pulled his audio. Hold on. So long after P and those guys left and. Zabonis is a great player, and they had other guys, but oh. like I think for the more casual basketball fan, it wasn't necessarily appealing. You know, like yeah, post basketball is not appealing unless it's Jokic or
2: Joel or Shaq.
1: You know what I mean? Like you that, have two different voices. I do. People say that all the time.
2: <laughs> wow, Bro, that wasn't his buddy chiming that in. That sounds like no. two different two total different total
1: people. people, right? Yes, nah. two different people. It sounds like two different. It was definitely him. Your butt cracking. That is weird. No, that was real. Yeah. I was about to say,
3: are you setting us up for a, no, for a ball set? That was one up.
4: fluid answer? Yeah,
1: that was him. One breath is, you know, wow. two different voices. Reminds me of the great Chris Berman. ESPN great Chris Berman. He has two voices, too. Check this out.
4: When did you get into
1: town? Just a
6: couple Wednesday days. evening. Okay. Um You know, a few right. things to do. The summer all uh, St. Jude uh, yeah, dinner. That was last, that was last night, inv- right? Yes, and that, I'm happy to be involved with that every year. Or even just go. They are the Tony Romo, but I mean, kids with cancer say
1: no more. Of course.
0: <laughs>
2: <Got a little laughs> bit more, it gets it, more gravelly. It gets
1: gravelly as it goes on. Yeah. So, uh, you said, who else got two voices, bro? I'm going to write this. Carl
3: one, Anthony bro. Towns is, is has been called out in the past. Now, I don't know that it Cat! is as seamless as Halliburton there, where it's like mid sentence flipping
1: back and forth. That yeah. was insane, dude. Sick out here, bro. Cat was shooting good the other night, too, by the way. He was. But,
3: hey, we do need to call these folks out that are trying to make – Carl Anthony Towns, like a historical figure, the first of its kind. He's the only seven-footer that's ever hit three-pointers and good enough to win a, a three-point contest at All-Star Weekend. Like, we're just going to bury the history of Dirk Nowitzki. Give me a oh! freaking break, dude. Come
4: on. This is Cat's fault. Cat tried to do this. He tried to put himself on this pedestal. Yeah, but Allie Lafarce doesn't have to... to Lafarce. <laughs> or Lafarce. It's Lafarce now. She doesn't have to perpetuate this. Respectful. You know what no, I mean? she doesn't. They're this making it ridiculous. seem like we're
3: witnessing history. We've never seen somebody seven feet tall be able to
2: hit a three-pointer and it's like we kind of have a hall of fame what are we doing that has done this before the best big man three was bam throwing it off Jokic. oh, the oh wow. that was sick and then running away from him and hitting the step back in his face i think Jokic complained to the uh the refs about it for he, taunting he was salty <laughs> <laughs> he
1: i can't play nice. any uh chris bierman berman chris yeah. berman audio without playing that crazy rant oh, that yeah. he did years ago back, back, back. Uh, uh now broadcasters are like actors they can be real sensitive to their environments, especially yeah. when they're broadcasting. You can't mess around. Yeah. Somebody was messing around on this television set. Chris Berman went crazy.
6: When I'm doing TV and I got 18. God. Okay. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only. Everybody, can we stick? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? Jesus. And you guys thought I was I mean, it's so rude. I can't believe it. That's it's So God. So rude. rude. Just why does everyone all of a sudden have to move that two hours to move around? Wait 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come on. I'm sorry man. to explode by that, but that's it's like nope. no one's ever worked on TV here before. Jesus. All right, enough with the Lord's it. name. Sucking under the kill. What, what do they think I'm doing? What do
1: you think I'm doing? Be a
6: broadcaster, sir. I, I really, I actually can't believe what I just saw. Not
1: now.
6: It's yeah. like no one here has worked on TV before.
1: All right, we got it, Chris. Let it go, baby. Now hear a dial tone. Now <laughs> everything's bothering them. <laughs> and there were seven
6: people, though. I mean, Jesus. We need to use the studio for fifteen <laughs> minutes. Just everybody, you know. <laughs> So.
3: Oh, she would have fit in like a whoop. Yeah. <laughs> he could go all the way. You need to get back, 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 back. <laughs> <laughs> back, back,
2: back, back. Yeah. F- 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 you up. <laughs> and man, Berman is a legend, though, but what a jerk. Dude. That's old school broadcaster right there. I My, love a good old yeah. school broadcaster. My first boss was like that. I thought it was cool to do that for the longest time. But it, all, it only happens if the guy makes an epic mistake. You got to look like an idiot on TV or radio as a result of your own lack of preparation or focus to go off on somebody like that. That's what Paul Hansen taught me.
1: Great for you, Paul Hanson. That's Paul. I think he nailed that. Hell of a teacher yeah. right there. Yeah, that's
2: what that is, right? Yeah. It's almost always embarrassment. Yeah. It's like Luca yelling at the refs after he gets capped on a bad layup attempt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pull it out. Oh, no. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. See you tomorrow. There Holla. he goes. LA Live every night, 540 here in the G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The Fan, hope you're having a good one. Uh, Sans is going to join us at 620. We'll talk baseball with Sands. Get the latest on Seags and, and Young and stuff like that. But... uh well, Chuck, what would you like to do next?
4: What are some more three point contests that you'd like to see? And we've got an offer for this big game pitcher that's next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover
6: the
2: cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
2: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25
4: bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.